KSL, Charlotte Sports Live. The 22 has closed the gap, but not enough. Mark Trex Jr. is going to win at the Magic Mile. 301 laps, and MTJ led 254 of them, including the final one for his third win of the season and 34th of his career. Welcome inside Charlotte Sports Live. Now, whether it be day racing or day baseball, big day sporting event guy over here. <laughs> I love it. It's something new, yeah. something different. You can watch it. Even though the guy said Chicago fire on USA today, that was, the yeah. race was on. Yeah. Will, Carla. I love it. It was great. It was something to do. A turn of events, but I did like it on a Monday as well. And, of course, this week is the calm before the storm for us, yeah. for the Panthers. Training camp is next week, but we're just going to focus on one day at a time because <laughs> it's going to be a long time as we are down there, which may need to be what the league's biggest names at running back need to do as well. We'll let you know more about that. Plus, we check in with Mallard Creek High School tonight. But first, like I said, Spartanburg fast approaching. Hope you got your sunscreen. Are you going to wear You know what you should buy? One what? of those umbrella hats. Maybe not, you know. Maybe, though. <laughs> maybe. If you get me one, maybe. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> Amazon, let's see. <laughs> Training camp starting next week, in case you haven't caught on. Rookies report on the 22nd. Then the vets come in the 25th, which is really called move-in day. But on July 26th, the very next day at 10.15 a.m., football things will happen. <laughs> Finally. Oh, my God. Uh, and we will, of course, be in Spartanburg, getting you as close to the action as possible and maybe dying in each stroke. <laughs> oh, let's not I, put I that not. out there I'm in the universe. I'm just saying, but maybe. I'm, it's I hope possible. Not, right? Yes. Like, I hope not. <laughs> just saying. Check out the training camp schedule right now. If in case you haven't seen it over the last few weeks, first practice, the 26th, as I just mentioned. Fan Fest is actually back up here at Bank of America Stadium on August 2nd. And on the 9th and to the 10th, the New York Jets come to town for two joint practices. Hard Knocks can be following the Jets, so that means they'll be in Sparkle City as well. And then, of course, the first preseason game will be August 12. But as we get closer to next week, we usually give you our expectations yep. for the group going in, or rather, maybe things that we're going to be keeping our eye on. So we're going to give you a list of three things each. Yes. Three for Carla, <clears throat> three for me. Hopefully you guys have chimed in on Twitter as, as well at CSL on QCN. But Carla... Three things you're looking forward to or looking to keep an eye on throughout camp. So we tried to go different yeah. routes, right? Because we wanted to talk about a lot of you different went first, things. So I you went took first, so I took the obvious ones, right? I mean, Bryce Young is the first one I think that comes to mind when you think of training camp. How's he going to respond? How will we watch him kind of lead this team? NFL Network's going to be down there, and their main yep. storyline is going to be that guy, Bryce Young. So the second one, obviously, we have a new coaching staff, and this one's maybe the most interesting to me because we've watched Matt Rule and the former coaching staff conduct training camps before. Coach Wright, though, has NFL experience. He's been on championship caliber teams. They've He knows kind of what the preseason looks like. I expect this to look a little bit different than Will maybe the last. Will there be a DBO sign? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, so that will be the most interesting because I just think it's going to look a little bit differently. And then Brian Burns, the final one, mainly because with the 3-4 defense, you know, they're talking about he's going to be dropping back. He wants to make interceptions this season. I'm just interested to see how that looks. Um, and I guess you can kind of group that in with the 3-4 defense. I'm really interested to see Brian Burns and his body and how it's changed because he yeah. is revamping his body to play that 3-4 style. And I don't know if I expect him to sign that offer that the Panthers gave him. 
I think he might bet on himself and try to go get so much cash if he can get to the quarterback and prove that he can play all over the field because he's that type of athlete. Yeah. That he can go sideline to sideline. He can go back and forth. And if he can get to the quarterback, like he could – he could be a serious threat to reset that market by the defensive end or linebacker position. Yeah. Here are mine. Mine are a little <laughs> obvious, but also a little out of the box. So number one, health. You've got to yeah. stay healthy at camp. Frank Rice's going to run a very different practice from Matt Rule. Young guys, when you go out there, be smart. Don't ruin this for anybody. You will be cut that night yes. if you do something stupid. Hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't do anything dumb, all right? So stay healthy. Get out of camp right. Wide receiver core, we kind of think we know what we're going to get from Adam Thielen, right? He's probably going to, whether he's going to be the number one or not, someone could usurp him, maybe. It could be John Domingo, Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, LaVisca Chenault, whoever else we got out there. Uh, there's, I, there's guys to watch that need to prove themselves. And then the fans. We have not seen, in the five years I've been here, I have not seen a great fan showing at a training camp. Yeah. I went to New England last year. That's a great fan showing. I understand the differences between the two franchises. Sure. I understand where the Panthers have been. That doesn't mean the, the, the fan base has been good. It's it not has not hard. been. It's No, it's an easy drive. Yeah. It's horribly hot and, and <laughs> not enjoyable. And there's no cover. I get it all. But I'm interested with Bryce Young. If he's there and all this excitement around Frank right. Reich is there, will they show up? So if those six things go well, Slash, we see what we want to see. It's a good training camp. Yeah. Plenty of storylines regardless of what happens. With yeah, I, I mean, I think this is as much anticipation as we've had in a long time. But let's not forget where we were last year. There was a lot of excitement between DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and Baker Mayfield. We yeah. were all excited. Like, Ben, ben McAdoo was going to come in and revamp the offense. Like finally, somebody that knows how to call plays, right? No more Joe Brady. Let's not forget that we were this hyped last year and it all fell flat on its face pretty quickly. And we the were season. all in, but yeah. it was also kind of a la we felt, I think, undercover that it was a last ditch effort for that coaching staff. Yes. And so we kind of everybody put their eggs in the basket to your point, mm -hmm. and we were all in until we weren't, which was pretty close or pretty uh, close into the season. So and I'm going to say something that's probably going to tick off a lot of the fans out there. <laughs> Bryce Young's a rookie. Baker Mayfield was a proven veteran to at least a degree. He had done it in the NFL. We don't know what we're getting from Bryce Young. Yeah. It could be horrible, and he could just never be any good. I don't expect that. Right. I expect him to be probably a little bit better than maybe some people think outside of the Carolinas because they don't pay a lot of attention to the Charlotte area teams. But he's a rookie. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be up, but it's going to be down. It's going to be learning curves. Yeah. And I think you have to – expect that and plan for that as well. I can't wait right to hear tweets heart. about interceptions and batted passes, even though we haven't seen that many from like the practices, but there are going to be probably some of those tweets. If it happened with Baker and it's happened with Dante Culpepper, it's happened with Warren Moon, it's happened with everybody, it's going to happen to Bryce Young. Yep. Let's just not be lazy and say, oh, it's because he's short. It's because of a lot of factors. <laughs> yeah. Let's move to the fast life, though. The NASCAR Cup Series. No laps run yesterday, thanks to Mother Nature, of course, out in New Hampshire. Trying to spoil the fun, but... Not today, then not spoil it. That's right. The good news, we got a live sporting event on a Monday, and all laps got in, and we even got a winner in this one. So let's go out to a gorgeous day in New England. Like we said, no rain at all. Stage one, MTJ pedal to the metal, goes Ooh. low, passes William Byron, who is doing pretty well in this race as well. 
and he goes on to win stage two. How about Martin Truex Jr., his dominance? Yes, I mean, that's stage one there. We're going to do stage two, and he wins again. But MTJ, I mean, start to finish, it was dang near a boat race. And, of course, Eric Almarola here loses control. He, they said that he banged something up. They didn't really say what broke, but... Uh, a lot of things, it looks like. <laughs> his heart? Yeah. I think his heart was broken because he was uh, maybe a favorite in this one. But, yes, Kyle Larson up front now doing his best to hold off Truex, but he can't do it. And so, once again, the number 19, he goes on to win stage two. He has never won at this track, and this is kind of one of his home tracks. And he's only, he's only the second driver to win stage one, stage two, and the final stage goes on to win Winner, winner, chicken dinner, Martin. Lobster dinner. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, missed opportunity All there. All right, Martin, take over. <laughs> Man, I hate to say it, that, that it's a Monday thing, but it's uh, Monday sure have been good to us. So um, I don't know. I think we could have won yesterday if it, didn't, if it didn't rain, but you never know. Um, <laughs> the racing guys do funny things at times. So just glad we could put it together, honestly. Um, you know, stage three came around, and I'm like, all right, what's going to happen? You know, we just um, – it all went went to plan. Um, you know, we never got the field really never flipped on strategy or anything crazy. We were always able to be at least equal tires to the guys around us or better. Martin Truex Jr. joins Kyle Busch with three wins on the season, and he takes the lead in points as well over Kyle. A little movement with the drivers head, headed into the playoffs, but several moves between drivers trying to get in. With points. You got Brad Kozlowski switching places with his teammate Chris Busher. Bubba Wallace moves ahead of the cutoff line with Daniel Suarez falling below. And you still see William Byron still leading with four wins this season. Byron has been unbelievable this year. Yeah, he's only had four wins his whole career before going into this season and just doubled it. So there's something about the 24 team right now at Hendrick Motorsports that's really hitting on all cylinders. But Martin Truex Jr. is getting hot at the right time. And I think this is very interesting because a lot of people are contemplating his retirement. Mm -hmm. And I think on one hand, you might say, well, if he does end up winning a championship, maybe he wants to kind of retire drop on top. the mic and Why yeah, retire then. Or maybe he's having so much fun and being so successful now, even at his age. Not that he's old, but he is one of the older drivers. And, and he's did, went winless last year and now has three wins under his belt this season. One thing I want to point out, how easily he passed William Byron and Kyle Larson in those moves to go win stages. Like, shout out to his crew to put him in position with the tires and the gas yeah. and you know, all the pit stops and whatever and it was necessary to be that much faster than the next car. Because he didn't just – his car wasn't that much faster if all things were even. Right. So, like, they put him in a position, and that whole team crushed today to win. Not only that, too, but he's led at this track, led many laps mm -hmm. like he did today, and the strategy hasn't played out for him at the end. So, again, that does kind of go to his crew and to his crew chief and them kind of figuring out and, and it working out in his favor. And two wins this year out of three on a Monday. Yeah. All right, good. tonight we got to head over to the high school football field. Fresh off another conference championship, Mallard Creek aims to continue building in hopes of getting back to state. We're going to preview the Mavericks 2023 season coming up. And if you haven't heard, Miles Bridges is back in the building for the Hornets. And tomorrow, he will take the podium and talk to the media for the first time in a long time. That's right. And the Braves have also done something that they haven't done in a while as well. That's not really the good news uh, part of the show that I really want to cover. But we will cover it all in quick six when CSO returns. Bad time to be a running back. That's why I retired and doing this now. <laughs>
I mean, you got Giants running back Saquon Barkley, Raiders Josh Jacobs, and Cowboys Tony Pollard all missing the deadline in order to sign new contracts. So they will play under the franchise tag if they choose to play at all. Barkley took to Twitter to say the most empty comment of all time <laughs> that never means anything. It is what it is. That's what he said. Or it maybe is. it means everything. Yeah, but it doesn't mean like, yeah. it is what it is. No, it, I, yeah. I know that. It always is what it is. It's <laughs> what it is. He also threatened to sit out all season. That is something. Pollard, the only one to sign his tag worth $10.1 million. Listen, we haven't had a, a running back sign a long-time deal since Nick Chubb in 2020. Christian McCaffrey was in 2021. Yeah. It's just, if you're a running back, you need to get in the CBA that you can get out of your rookie deal after the second yes. year. Yes, yep. Because they're just going to run you into the ground and then say, we're, we're good. And, and I think it really started – with Ezekiel Elliott and how badly that deal went, right. Christian's the exception to the rule because most guys get run in the ground and then But that's he was it. the Panthers' offense, and therefore yeah. I think that's probably why it didn't work out for him. You you know, obviously the quarterback comes into play now with the way that the league is, is ran, but to your point, it is the – it's these rookie deals, and they're going to get everything that they can out of these running backs. And then by the time they are allowed to get paid, well, then they're too old. And these mm -hmm. guys are 26. Josh Jacobs, 25 years old, and they're, they've already like ran their course, or they're looked at looked at that way in the league. And it, it's very interesting, but it is a problem I think that needs to be solved. But I, I think it needs I to be solved for those guys. Yeah. You know, like I don't think like the league's whatever. Right. The league's going to be fine. They're, Some of the best players ever. Yeah, you're going to get your, your, for argument's sakes, a thousand carries out of that running back one way or another. Whether it happens on a great deal for the running back or the great field deal for the team, it's happening. So you just got to get that in there somehow, some way for these guys. And maybe the other positions are going to want to do the same thing too. Yeah. Miles Sanders, one of the best yeah. contracts right now with the Panthers, a four-year deal. It so. was the longest one this offseason, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Go Scott. <laughs> Truex Jr. not only won the lobster today, but he actually took a bite of the lobster. And that thing is always a beast. We're discussing the live trophy, like the alive one. Oh, Mike, like, look at that. There, yeah, oh, oh boy. No, I'm, I'm in. No, I'm in. <laughs> uh, we're going to be right back in two minutes. <laughs> The Atlanta Braves did something on Sunday that they haven't done since late May. They lost the series. Sad day. I'm sad. The White Sox took two you out of the what? three Why from the Braves. You can't win a dang series. I don't want to hear it. Well, okay. Yes, they do. All right. Uh, three from the Braves this weekend, snapping the Braves' streak of consecutive series wins at 11. And our high school football preview continues with another tradition-rich program here in the Queen City. The Mallard Creek Mavericks aren't far removed from their run of three straight state titles. Our Gabe McDonald previews this year's Mav squad that feels equipped to reach the top once again. You can't talk about high school football in Charlotte without mentioning Mallard Creek. The success and talent over the years is there. 14 straight winning seasons dating back to 2009, state titles in 2013, 2014, and 2015, and four NFL draft picks over the last eight years, most notably first-round pick and national champion Jordan Davis, who's with the Eagles. As for the 2023 edition of the Mavericks, things are starting to come together this summer after an up-and-down spring period. Spring, it was a little sloppy because everybody, like, everybody's stepping up and stuff like that, but this team has really, like, work together as a family and we got better as a whole. Everything's more coordinated, more together, more organized, and we just got better. Those strides have the Mavericks optimistic for the upcoming campaign. Now there's a lot to build off after last year's 8-4 season that included quality wins over Gaffney and Huff. 
Mallet Creek will be powered by its offense as the Mavs look to reload in 2023. I think we had a lot of depth defensively last year that we uh, lost and so kind of building in those areas. But offensively, we kind of returned some guys that um, are really talented. So looking, looking good for us. One of those star offensive players is senior wideout Benjamin Black. The three-star recruit committed to Rutgers in June and is looking to build off a strong junior season and finish his career as a Maverick on a strong note. I had to take a big role in this stepping up part, and I've been taking over. Like, I've been leading everybody, my receivers, I mean, getting them right, talking to them, DBs, talking to them, making sure we got this thing together this year. While a conference championship last year was nice, the Mavericks are hungrier for much more this fall. Getting back to the mountaintop starts and ends with being on one accord. I feel like we need to play together. Um, that was kind of missing from, from last year. And, and our guys, I feel like our young guys, can, they can always buy in with the talent that we have. And we just, we all love the game of football. And we just come together and play. I feel like this team can go, go the way. The first step of Mallet Creek's mission comes on August 17th. They'll take on Crosstown Foe Independence in the nightcap of Charlotte kickoff night. Gabe McDonald, Charlotte Sports Live. Man, what a time to be alive. We got previews coming in from high school. We got Brian Blakely in studio. What more could anybody want? <laughs> you're Brian, right. You doing, know, buddy? You're so nice on a Monday. What's up? Uh, it goes downhill from here. Sports. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian, let's start with you, okay? What Panthers rookie will provide the most entertaining sound bites next week at training camp? You know, I always want to say Bryce Young, even because I just want to hear from him because he's the number one pick, but he's really doesn't not, uh, doesn't provide all those great sound bites. How about DJ Johnson from Oregon? I think he's going to provide some good ones. Carla, on a scale from 1 to 10, how interested are you to hear from Miles Bridges? An 11. Uh, I'm not really sure that he's going to say too much in this press conference, but he's certainly going to be asked a lot of probably hard questions, and so I'll be interested to see how he handles himself with that. Brian, back to you. Steph Curry won the American Century, uh, Century Championship over this weekend. Do you think he could compete on tour? I do. And I know a lot of professional golfers would be, hmm, I don't know. No way, He dude. grew up playing golf just as much as he did so basketball. Hand-eye coordination. Yeah, I've watched you play golf. Exactly. Almost kill a couple people. How many uh, championships? One, one guy. Does he have? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, the <clears throat> pros would have shot like a four. On he that competed <laughs> in one tournament. He did okay. He just needs to, to practice at it. I think when he's done playing basketball, he should try for the senior tour. See, that, now that I can go on for it. Carla, Martin Truex Jr.'s win today would be your pick for the championship four in the NASCAR Cup Series, or who would be? Yeah, who would be uh, Martin Truex Jr., I think, because like I said, he's getting hot at the right time. I would put Denny Hamlin in there. I would put maybe Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. No, Byron? No, you're right. Byron, definitely. So maybe Kyle Larson, not in it. Kyle, I hate you. There's one Kyle in there. Brian, if New Hampshire Motor Speedway did not have a lobster as their iconic trophy, what trophy should they have? The Blue Lobster. That would be even more iconic. I tweeted that today with Carla. I think that's a great uh, thing to have. But if not, the granite, a Brock of granite, because that's what they're known for, Granite State. Luke Combs just played at Bank of America Stadium. Does he rank in your top 10 current country music singers, Carla? No, because he's an out-of-state fan. And I do like a lot of his music, but there's only maybe like four or five songs that I like. I don't yeah. like, like all of his music. So. All right. Thanks, everyone. Novak Djokovic has been fined what's equivalent to $8,000 for smashing his racket against the net post in yesterday's men's singles final at Wimbledon. I say equivalent to $8,000, I assume it's in pounds or whatever Serbian money yeah. is. Is that what it is? 
what it is? <laughs> yes. That's not getting a QC crown, but we've got some next. All right, time for our QC crowns, and this one's easy. Mine goes to Carlos Alcaraz, just 20 years old, the first player not named Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, or Murray. Or Kunkel. Or Kunkel to win the title in 20 years. Oh, that was a crazy good match. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah. I'm giving mine to Ellie De La Cruz of the Reds. Just broke the record for the, I know this looks like normal. This <laughs> throw, it's the hardest thrown ball for an assist of all time recorded, 97.9 miles an hour. A 98-mile-an-hour throw for shortstop. That went hurt my hand. Yeah, no, I'm good on that. <laughs> hey, we'll see you tomorrow night.